0: well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right
2: now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hey, everyone. It's Friday. God, I never thought we'd see this day. Um, it is Friday. It comes every week. Uh. It does, but this was a particularly, like, endless wow. week, it felt like. I mean, or has it been, like, a 12-day week, really? Because last weekend was the draft. I think that's maybe that's what it is. But uh, we're <laughs> it's Friday. Can't wait to get to the beach. But first, here's Russ with something to say. Well, let's
0: talk Olympics because I'm going to give you the tone of what the Olympics are like in my house. We have watched it a little bit. Uh And the overall consensus here is why are we watching it if if these are preliminaries? Why are we watching preliminaries at all? Why are we just not watching? Why are we just watching medals? And you know what? I do feel like they're suffering from that. I think people back in, you know, in the dark ages, when there wasn't as much to do, would sit through a lot of those yeah. other things. I, Kev, we have flipped around so much, and if somebody doesn't have a chance to win the medal, it doesn't stay on long in the house.
3: Yeah, well, it's been ups- – when it's ever – it's in uh, you know, Japan, and then it would be true in China as well for the Winter Games is, uh, you know, it's upside down. Like, you know, they're running live swimming for the finals in the mornings – you know and at at night it's the preliminaries that we get live so yeah it's just kind of an odd thing i i've actually enjoyed them uh i've watched a lot of them uh and i i like to see a little bit of everything i'm always so amused that i get so interested in volleyball when i could care less about it all the time yes but i ended up watching this morning and live uh early in the morning uh, france versus roc volleyball uh, because you know if the French won it, it was gonna make it hard for the US <laughs> to get into the, yeah. the round. And you know, I ended up watching live. So I, I have found myself watching other things, baseball and things, but I you know I'm still very interested in Olympics. It
2: it's weird. I'm not I'm not doing it because of any kind of sort of protest or anything. I just really don't – the Summer Olympics are the ones I have little interest in and in the Winter Olympics, you know, because of hockey and other sports that I, I'm interested in, and I, I just really – I've seen like, you know, maybe five minutes – when I was flipping through the channels and I quickly just kept going because it didn't really grab me. Maybe later on I will, but I'm more interested in major league baseball right now and still focused on the NHL because of all the news that's going on.
1: So uh, I I like, I like the change. Like we have it on, we have it on every night here actually. And um, I love watching bizarre sports. I I love watching water polo. I tried
0: watching steeplechase. I'd rather see horses do it. It was bad. I,
1: I, I really Lo- my fat my love to watch my family like just crack up at dressage like that is the funniest that is one of the funniest things to watch ever um it really is just absolutely and ridiculous I know something
0: i know some people and and in my house that is something that gets watched it's yeah no it's, i mean I,
1: I completely respect it although i do believe the horses should be given the medals but i do yes. think that um it's but- really <laughs> hard
0: and, and i don't know if they pushed it cuz i haven't watched it live yet have they pushed Springsteen's daughter because she's in? I haven't it. seen uh, any of that. Jesus. No. Oh, look, I, once I said that
2: to my. I know she was like, there.
1: Uh, interesting. I
0: hope <laughs> I hope she doesn't sing because then I want my money back.
1: Um, um, no, but I, but I but I really I like handball. I think like, I think handball is a fun sport to watch. It it's is a um, weird
0: thing. I grew up with handball hitting it against a wall. And yeah, it's a different kind of handball.
3: So yeah, handball kind
1: of is different. crazy because they pull the goalie all the time and yeah. crazy like there's this wacky stuff that goes on. I, I couldn't got,
3: get into I got it. actually a handball story. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Kevin's a man of a million
1: stories. Go yeah. The
3: sports festivals that they used to hold uh, every summer for all the different sports in the off Olympic years, I went, uh, always went to do the hockey because they always had hockey there as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, because Cami Granado, was playing team handball for USA. Let's see, he went over there and did a story on Cami Granado. So I have actually written and I have attended a team <laughs> handball game. I will bet there's very few sports writers in this country that have covered team handball.
1: I, I bet you're right. I would agree with
0: that.
3: Yeah Just,
1: I mean I covered my one of my claims to fame was covering Olympic long jump skiing. I did that long because, because I was at the thing and I you know where you can take the media you can, you can take the media um, buses to any event in the Olympics. So I went to the Vancouver long jump, or, you know, and, and while I was there, I just I, found, I looked up online. I found a website that, that like talked about long jump skiing. I, I quick emailed the guy. I said, hey, I'm here right now. I'm just doing nothing. I want wouldn't, I to wouldn't write a story about this. You mind if I do? I'll do it for free. I'll just I'll interview whoever you want and tell me what to do. And, and the guy sent me a quick, quick thing, and I wrote the whole
2: story. That's fun. Well, I don't understand how somebody who does the triple triple jump doesn't tear their groin because it really looks impossible to do.
1: Especially but, on skis. Oops.
2: <laughs> what are you talking about uh let, let me just transition
0: quickly. Well, you swivel the leg there
2: yes right?
1: it's called yeah. ski jumping i'm sorry i called it long jump skiing there but, um, you go but here's but here's, um, here's, but here's, but here's one more thing about this too um we do watch a lot of um i do think beach volleyball is a blast to watch it just is it's fun um
0: not bad i covered beach beach volleyball yeah. once It's not bad
1: there really are some incredible plays there's fun fun skill involved you know um and it really is it really is that that's that's on here my wife watches it all the time. She loves she loves beach volleyball, both men's and women's. Um, what's
3: but yeah. amazing to me about that sport is I can I know you can attest to that. We've all walked on the beach, and you know how hard it is to walk through <laughs> stand. And they're actually out there trying to get, dig up volleyballs in yeah. to do all that. I was I know I was
1: watching Canada play Brazil last night, the women's beach volleyball. Um, and I'm thinking to myself. First of all, these are two countries that just never seemed like they should compete in, in anything together, like Canada and Brazil. But um, you but know, but
3: that's not the reason I watch beach volleyball. I know, volleyball. I know. know. And I, I, I was counting the seconds. It took you yeah nine <laughs> seconds. I tried my I hardest to not know. go there, Mike. I just how long is it before Mike's gonna make a
2: second? No. Uh, okay, let me let me just quickly, try, quickly That's transition.
3: by the way, you why my wife can't watch this show by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: let me let me just quickly transition to uh, tomorrow is the major league baseball trade deadline, wow. and we've seen. Some ridiculous deals, and I don't know if it's confirmed yet. The Max Scherzer D and trade, trade. And okay, that one hasn't been confirmed yet, but you know, Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. This is the funny thing about Major League Baseball, Kev. Okay, they the, the Yankees trade for Anthony Rizzo. A I believe well, he was on the World Series team with the Cubs when they won.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, big left-handed bat, pretty good player. They pay they're paying none of his salary, zero. Zippo, they, they you know, with the lug, which means for all the stuff that the Yankees talked about, about going over the luxury tax, they haven't had to because uh, uh, um, the, uh, the the Rangers are re- re- retaining most of Joey Gallo's salary and the Cubs are retaining all of Rizzo's salary. And you've got all these other deals going on. Kyle Schwarber going to the Red Sox, Berrios going to the Blue Jays. I mean, everybody's loading up right now.
3: Yeah. Know, I wondered what, I, when I was reading that, I wondered if there ought to be – a rule and obviously would be in the CPA that says uh because this is just legalized cap circumvention or in the yeah, yes. grocery tax yeah. there should be a rule in there that says any trade made um at that isn't in the off season so and during during the season uh, you can't retain any salary I
0: that would, would agree be- with that. that they really should do that because it's a shell mm-hmm. game that these billionaire owners are playing now with their fans and they're like Oh yeah, we'll go over the we'll go over the luxury tax if we find the right player, and nobody's going over it so far for those teams that said they would. I'll Ross, tie this right? into
1: hockey for a second because there's a big push. When I was talking to some people, some GMs, that they said that you know basically there should be an, a rule that says if you trade for a player, you can't put them on LTIR for a year, and that's something that I, yeah, I but think. You
0: can't- how do you
1: do that though? That could obviously be, it kills it kills, but these kind of things are happening now. But I know, you, know but you can't
0: do that. I don't think yeah, you
2: that
3: will that. never get through. Yeah.
2: I have some breaking news when we start.
1: Well, right, let's start. All right, the day is all right. Hi, everybody. Hello, hockey world. It is Friday, July thirtieth, two thousand and twenty-one.
0: I'm Michael Ajello, and please stop raining. I have breaking news. I'm Russ Cohen. I'm still here.
3: Kevin Allen, Hockey Buzz,
1: and I'm Eklund. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday, twelve hours a day, to bring you the top stories in sports. And um, we are today. Um, I wanted to start off, but Mike has some breaking news. So go ahead, you, Mike.
2: You yeah, go. and uh, this is you know Russ being here is an E5. Um, the, <laughs> the Boston Bruins tweeted out about ten minutes ago a statement yeah. from David Krejci. Krejci is going back to the Czech Republic. He is not signing a new contract with the Bruins. Yep. So, act—you can officially change your uh, your your, <laughs> your predictions because now the Bruins, without Krejci, um, this means that probably Charlie Coyle or Nick Foligno, who's now or, or Eric Holla, is their number two center, and they are severely weakened by the loss of Krejci. Yeah, Go they're ahead. Not a playoff
0: team. That's the way I
2: see No, it.
1: when I talked about this yesterday. I made my prediction based on the fact that I said, and I even said on the show that Krejci was going back to the Czech Republic yesterday. And you I did. think I think that um, and I made that, that prediction based me on yesterday,
0: that. and it shocks me today.
1: Because I think, honestly, I do. I Krejci is a player that I, the Bruins sort of look at as a sometimes player. <laughs> He's hurt a whole lot, and um, you know, them not having Krejci in the lineup is nothing that they're not used to. And I think that the additions they made are pretty solid. No, so,
0: wait, hold on, hold on. It, just because they're used to him being out occasionally doesn't yeah, mean occasionally. they rely desperately on his offense like last year. They rely and, desperately on his offense, and he's been healthy the last three seasons.
2: I, I mean,
1: can't. yeah, but I'm granted, and I it's a very good point. I'm not disagreeing with you no. there, but he, um, I don't know. I just I don't think that he is as vital to this team's success. Oh, as you do. I think
2: I think he's I think he's extremely vital. He was extremely vital, Kevin, because. They paired him with Taylor Hall after the trade, and Taylor Hall scored, I think, eight goals in sixteen games. There was some chemistry there. Now it's you know it was only about less about less than a month, but now I think that puts the the Hall addition in question because now he really doesn't have a center, and that was the you know that was in 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 some ways the problem in in, in Buffalo because it didn't work with Eichel, then Eichel was hurt, and he was on an island all by himself.
3: Yeah, they're crying in Boston right now. Uh, they really are like. Um, you know, yeah. maybe from the management perspective, they look at it in terms of, well, you know, he's always hurt. But I can tell you that the players on that team just really, really um think he's important to have around. And, you know, when he's on, he's he's really on. Um, yeah,
1: no, no, I'm not questioning question. The
3: fan that. base, um I, I mean, I'm sure they're going to be very saddened by all this. Like, you know, there's a lot of angst in, in Boston about what life is going to be like after Crazy left because he's you know, kind of their uh, uh, their second guy. You know, you have yeah. one line, and then he, when, when he's in, he makes you know it, it gives them two really strong lines. So and I think and a difficult loss. For the and game. and
2: he yeah. is extremely important to that Bruins power play. It's it's yeah. the perfection line, and Krejci, and and now you know either McAvoy or Grizzlick, or whoever. Um, now now you take him off, that probably Taylor Hall takes his spot on the top power play. Um, I, you know, maybe that will work, but you know, it was a unit that was extremely effective regular season and playoffs without fail. And now, you know, now I think that's a, I think that's a big loss for the Bruins.
1: I, I mean, I I might be wrong and Bill C in the chat room is a Bruins fan says I'm completely wrong. And, and I, I just, I think that they'll be able to survive this. I do. I think that, you know, I am normally not a fan of Bruins management. I'll throw that out there right now. Like I, I, I haven't been a fan of what they've done usually. But I I feel like
0: management is part partially to blame here. (laughs) I think they're
1: fully to blame for this. I honestly think
0: I'm going to go back to the, they brought in Taylor Hall. They gave him 6 million. Like you guys said, and probably everybody in Boston said, well, you can't give Preachie that much. He's just going to come back cheap. Well, Preachie is more, is a more effective offensive player the last two years than Taylor Hall. And I think that kind of attitude probably got Preachie mad. And he was probably like, you know what? this is all you're offering mate. I'm not playing.
2: And I'll say this finally, and then we can move on. Um, this offseason, now you've seen two cornerstones of a team that, you know, contended for the Stanley Cup every year, Rask and Krejci. And, you know, Krejci was respected in, in, in the uh, in the Boston market. For some ungodly reason, Rask was not. And if Rask doesn't play again, I think this organization will feel the absence of those two players more than they ever expected.
3: Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, you, do we really trust the goaltending they've got now? Like, yeah, you know, he had a good year. All did, but not a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I think think the other guy's good too. I think both of them are pretty darn good.
3: I I
2: like all The question with him is not, is not the quality of the play. It's his durability. He's gotten hurt every year. Um, But they, you know, they had really had no choice. And, 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 uh, you know, um, Swayman's a good young goaltender, but, and if, if the Bruins play good defense in front of him, which they normally do, then I think he has a good chance to be successful. But Rask, was underappreciated and always criticized in that market. And I don't get it. And I think if he doesn't come back, they'll, they'll feel
3: that loss. But anyway, let's move no, on. I do agree. I thought the Allmark was a good choice, but yeah. if he's a good choice. We don't know for sure how he's going to respond. He's played for a poor team, right? Yes. You yes, know, yes and yeah. now he's got to play for a good team where the expectations yeah. are much higher. And just yes. one the so, final yeah. thing about Krejci, Krejci made Hall worth $6 million. Like, yes. Krejci yeah. yeah. He's not—he's not a six million dollar player without credit. Yeah, that's a really oh, good point. You're
1: right. I mean, uh, yes, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, today we're going to talk about a little bit, about – we have some rumors. We we have some things that broke yesterday that we haven't talked about yet. I guess. But um, well, we can fold. Obviously, the- we obviously there's a one that I really want to talk about, but I can talk about it in context of the Metro Division. And that's the right. thing. Exactly.
2: We'll that's exactly what I was going to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get Dereeves um as well, but the signing last um you know the, the big the big thing last night of course Columbus. Going out and getting their getting their defensemen signed up in Renz and um oh my gosh. It's Zach Werensky. I'm like Renzi, man, it's been a long week, sorry. In Werensky. Um and this this was this meant a lot on a lot of levels. I got a, I got a text from one of our buddies who, you know, is a Columbus Blue Jackets fan. He's like, Thank God, you know, somebody's willing to play for us, somebody's willing to stay with us, you know. Um yeah, Blue Jackets, the Blue Jackets needed this, you know, they needed they needed a player. Who was a star, to stay with him.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah.
2: and, and, and I mean, I understand that point of view because everybody has left mm-hmm. Panera and Nash and, and, and Bob and everybody. But the, just this, the fact that he signed the six-year deal
3: doesn't mean he's going to be there for yeah, the other but, six years. But you don't know that, Mike. I, I, mean, I don't. You're, you're, you know, you're way out in front of your skis on this. Worrensky, <laughs> 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 you, know, w- you don't know what he's thinking sure. or how quickly the yeah. The move, I mean. Um, you know they clearly have have some sort of problem there, but you know uh, we don't exactly know what it is. Columbus is a nice city, so if yes. it's competitiveness. Um, maybe they'll you know kind of turn it turn it around. But I uh, you know they paid too much. I think everybody agrees uh, yeah. on that. And you know depending on who you talk to, it was anywhere from two million too much to a million and a half or a million depending. Yeah, on it. Um, But they had to do it. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely. They had, they, to- they had no choice. Yeah, they had zero choice. They had to get him signed, they had to get him ready because doing that on top of their return for Seth Jones, which was pretty good considering all the uh issues they had in trying to deal him, and right. meaning they he, you know, he didn't know they didn't know whether he would sign with anybody. It turns out he would sign with Chicago. So i think they've done okay given the, the circumstances that they had coming out of the season
2: well one yeah. one thing one thing that yeah i always like to do or i always uh, um you know make it a a comparative to is when contracts like this are signed what kind of effect will it have on the market and i'll, I'll tell you this the seth jones and the warinsky contract are so way high and above what i think most people would have paid for those players even though they're both really good players I mean good to great players I don't think that a a defense like a defenseman who hits UFA next year is gonna be able to say oh I want the Seth Jones deal or I want the Warinski deal The Warinski deal, like you said, was overpaid by a probably a couple million bucks. So and 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 Seth Jones, he had all the leverage. So he had to he forced Chicago to give him the eight years and the nine and a half million. So I don't think, like, for example, and of course I'm gonna bring it back to Toronto. Morgan Riley's a UFA next year. There's no way Morgan Riley can say to the Leafs, I want nine and a half million. If he does, yeah, he's not gonna get nine and a half million anywhere
3: yeah but he's not that level either but you know yeah. I, but i'll take the dougie hamilton yeah one. fine so yeah I'm right still you know pretty darn good
1: yes yeah i mean this is um you know morgan riley will be an issue for the leafs next year no question but
3: well then the, next year they'll probably end up trading william
2: Nealander <clears> because <throat> i think morgan riley is more important to the leafs than william Nealander is we'll see that depends
0: on the season Neilander was one of their most important players last year. If the season kind of goes the way it went last year, Mike, that wouldn't be the case.
2: Well, if the season goes the way it did last year, Kyle Dubis won't be the Leafs' general manager, unfortunately. But okay,
1: let's let's get okay, to. let's move thing. on to the Metro. So, um, so Kevin and I have been doing this week, and we talked about it yesterday. We got a lot of uh, great, great response from it. A lot of controversy yesterday stirred up. All around the internet and stuff like that, Um, making our predict our way too early predictions and uh, way way too early predictions and noticeably, you know, taking that on as a challenge. And like I said before, I really kind of look at this more like the control in the scientific, you know, in the scientific method. This is the control. This is where we keep. This is where we start. We're going to see where things go over the course of the summer, but this is where we are as of now. Um, And today we took on the Metro, which I honestly think is the hardest division to pick. Um, This division is so baffling. Um, and you'll see that I think by the fact Kevin and I we don't we don't look at each other's picks when we do this are really in very different places on this um, in different spots. Um, but we're gonna. But I want you guys to start Mike uh, with and Russ with your last place team in this division, which is really a tough one, honestly I think, but you guys might not. So go ahead. No, I,
2: I don't think it's I don't think it's tough. I think uh, I think Kevin's got it right. I I think Columbus is is eighth in this division. I mean they're going through the rebuild now. They did keep Warenski and that's good, but the loss of Seth Jones is gonna hurt. Uh, I did like them getting Jake Bean and and signing him to an extension, but they don't have a lot of offense and uh, they, you know, their goaltending I think will be better than it was last year because it's slumped last year, but there's not a lot there. They're not as bad as Arizona and Buffalo, but they're nowhere close to being uh, in contention for a playoff spot. So I think they're definitely eighth. Yeah, I
0: think they're eighth too. I mean, they don't have a lot of veteran offense. They have guys that, are yeah. younger that when they start to play and keep playing, we will get better over time, but not for this year. So that's why I have them last.
1: So we are all in agreement then, because I have Columbus in eighth as well. But I, I, it was hard to do in in, in some like they are. they definitely the best last place team, right? Do we all agree that in any in any division?
0: I don't know. if Anaheim, the Anaheim's going to give them a run for the money.
1: Yeah,
2: Ari- Arizo- it's Arizona in the Central, Anaheim in the Pacific, yeah. Buffalo in, in in the Atlantic, and Columbus.
3: Yeah. yeah. Anaheim has Gibson. Um, yes. Yeah. And so that gives them, you know, a uh, leg up, but they don't have any offense either. They have no offense. Yeah. So. yeah.
1: No, that's yeah. true. Um, so that was a pretty easy one. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Number seven um, for Kevin. Kevin, you got to explain yourself on this one. Well,
3: I, I will. Um, you the know, Pittsburgh I, Penguins. The, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, <laughs> uh, seven, but you know, I did this with regard to what everyone has done in the offseason, and I right, right, there, um, that uh, I still expect the Penguins to make a move or two, um, but if you look at that team, it, it seems stale to me, and this yeah. is a very tough division, very, very tough division, um, and I, everybody, like the Devils, are significantly improved. You know, I think the Rangers will be different because they will be hard to play against. Um, and, you know, they were on an upward trend. You know, the Islanders are still going to be good. The Flyers yeah. got better. The Washington Capitals, we want to dismiss them every year. But yeah. then you look at their roster and you say, right, you know, they're going to be like they were last year. Brian McClellan is going to make another deal for a defenseman and they're going to be fine. So there's no place for me, for me to put the Penguins yeah. down in seventh spot. Uh, and then we'll see what they do. Um, but right now, if you're ranking... Goaltending in that division. Where do you put the Penguins' goal tending?
2: Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. And especially the confidence that they have in that yeah.
3: goaltending. I, I, I think that's one of the biggest issues now. Like, if, uh, uh, you know, how does he feel now with the way the Penguins yeah. talked about and the fan base has talked about, yeah, the goaltending there. So I, you know, this to me is just a temporary thing. They could rise up. I mean, everybody wrote them off last year, and I didn't. And they, they hung in there uh And they look pretty darn good all season. That could happen again, but for now, for now, yeah, lose tan of either. So,
1: I mean, here's the yeah, the of loss. I, I may my my thinking on this may have been may have been skewed a little bit by the fact that I woke up this morning to Brian Burke on the on the radio, listening to him on XM, talking about the team, and you know, he he definitely had a different, little bit more of a positive spin on it, you know, wow. saying, hey, you know, which he's going to do. Of course, that's Brian Burke's job, but. He also does, you know, he's also an optimistic type guy. He does find the good thing. He does think that the goalies aren't as bad as they were. And he said they were terrible in the playoffs. He says, I don't think I don't think Tristan Jerry's what you saw in the playoffs. I think he's a better goalie than that. And he oh, wasn't. And then so. he also went through and said, you know, hey, look at the islanders. the islanders are a really good team. And we dominated them at times in that series. You know, we didn't win it, but and they and it's true. And you watch when you watch that series, there were moments when the Penguins were all over the Islanders, right? But, you know, at the end of the day, they they didn't win it. And um and it's it's tough to put. So I don't have the penguins in seventh. I um might but I I'm going with the other one, the other one that you can put there, and that's the capitals. The capitals in seventh for me. Mm. Um, which I also went on last year. Um I went, I went the caps were going to struggle last year, and I was wrong, obviously. Um, but here's the thing about when I look at the capitals, and what makes this year so hard to predict, two things, is that we've seen two <laughs> mini seasons in a row. And coming off of two mini seasons, you know, with the Capitals have, have fallen, you know, have got have run out of steam in the playoffs. Who's to say they're not going to run out of steam in Game sixty of the of a regular NHL season? To me, I think that you know this is. I think that that the age of that team is just, and and I do think their defense. I mean, they 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 might make another pick, like you said, Kevin. They might make another trade for a defenseman, but as of now, they haven't. Yeah, we can't factor that in, right? Because nope. as of now, they haven't. So to me, I, to me, I see them as, you know, they focus. They got Ovechkin done, but they didn't really do much else. You know,
2: well um, they traded they traded Brendan Dillon, and that's why they're probably going to have to go and fill fill that right. spot with another defenseman. I mean, I, I agree. I agree again with Kevin on on the yeah. Penguins. I mean, I don't think Brock McGinn and Danton Heinen replacing Brandon Tanev is is enough. Now they're probably you know they're probably going to expect to get more out of guys like Casper Kapanen who they brought in last year. Um, you know, the question is, is there going to be a fall off with Malkin a fall off with Crosby? I mean, they're getting it at that age where it's possible that they could take a step back. I don't like, I don't particularly like their defense. And like you said, the goaltending is a big question mark. I wonder still if the whole thing in Chicago with the flurry doesn't work out, whether he gets flipped to the penguins. I know somebody, uh, I talked to somebody who's in the Pittsburgh market and he doesn't think that the penguins are interested in all uh, at when at, at flurry, unless maybe you know Vegas or if he goes back to Vegas or Chicago retains salary. So, right he's not now, going back he, to
1: Vegas, he's a Chicago Blackhawk. Right? No,
2: if, if the deal was rescinded because he doesn't want to go to
3: Chicago, then he goes right back to Vegas. I, be, I believe that would be
1: a, the, the way this usually works, isn't that way, if I remember right? Kevin, Kevin, is that right? Like this,
3: oh, uh, well, if the deal was rescinded, but on what grounds would it be rescinded Failure If he refu- if he refuses, report, he, he refuses to report? He refuses to report, yeah.
2: Yeah. He could retire or he could just refuse to report and then he goes back to Vegas. And then the when trade he
1: retires, it's, a, it's moot, right? Right, so, right, exactly. Right. But I think that I mean, I, I could I could see that but I mean, no he has, the Penguins, are. the Penguins he aren't hasn't agreed
0: to the trade yet. He hasn't had a press conference, he hasn't said, you know what,
1: but he doesn't but have the, the, the no movement. Yeah, he, he, I mean, he, he didn't have that. He had the Hawks as one of the teams he could be traded to, so he has. So you can't. That he doesn't, doesn't mean he's saying it beyond that.
2: That doesn't mean anything. But but, doesn't mean he has to
1: show up, right? No, it doesn't mean he has to show up. But if a player doesn't show up, I'm not. I, I'm not really sure. I'm, I don't really remember what the I'll be what, honest, what happened. I
0: don't remember what happens.
1: What happens in this situation, Kevin? If a guy doesn't show up?
3: Yeah, I don't. I I don't remember. It doesn't rarely happen. I, yeah. All I could think of is the famous Red Kelly trade when he refused to go, and then it was rescinded. When it was rescinded. That was, that was you know, fifty, 50 years ago, <laughs> a little while yeah. ago. <laughs> that's the only one that comes to mind. That's your president. No, I no wasn't covering the league then. So.
1: Yeah, interesting. Um, I I can't see how the penguin, how the Penguins wouldn't accept Fleury if if the if the Hawks were to take up like half the half the salary and then well, the and then get are them. A the Hawks.
0: Yeah, they're not <laughs> yeah. doing that.
1: <laughs> no, but if the Hawks get some, maybe the maybe the Penguins give them something significant. There's for There's nothing maybe the it,
0: Penguins can give them to make them do that.
1: The yeah. Hawks made that deal because they mm-hmm. need a goaltender. I know they yeah. did but maybe yeah. they get maybe they get i don't know i'm not i'm just who knows but yeah the chances are i, I think he's going to play for the hawks I, that's my gut me too that's,
3: that's what they hope to, but yeah. yeah yeah i think you will too
1: he's too competitive of a guy once he gets all past right. the shock of it all he's too competitive and it's a good team it's not a bad market to play and it's a great place to play
0: Yeah.
1: um all right so my um so then we got to go to russ seventh team
0: my number seven is as of today is the new jersey devils they okay. still are nothing more than a two-line team their defense Is three men deep now. Their goaltending is good, but that's it right now. They're still going to have trouble scoring, and they're still going to end up there unless they continue to improve.
2: And that's my number six team. Um, I I think they're improved with adding Bernier as a number two behind Blackwood, uh, with adding Dougie Hamilton. But there's a there's a lot of youth there, and uh, for them to for them for all those guys for he here to stay healthy for Jack Hughes. I think Jack Hughes will take a step forward, but it's asking a, a lot for like all those things to happen and for them to contend for a playoff spot. So I think they're going to make progress, but I don't think they're going to be any higher than sixth.
1: Well, we're uh, Kevin and I were both in sixth too. So I think, and I think uh, unless you want to add anything, Kevin, they pretty much sums it up too. what they oh, said. No. I agree no. that you guys are dead on with that. Um, I do like I do like Blackwood a lot. I think he's uh, he's going to be in a, he's going to be a fun goalie to watch in the future. Um, number five, Kevin. This is a good one. I like yours. Well, I didn't do a six yet. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you. Did. I thought you said New Jersey too. New Jersey was my seven. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. I apologize. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's okay.
0: So my number six right now. Now this is where it gets a little tough. And so right now my number six will be Pittsburgh because okay. yeah, the goaltending is just not good enough. And they are going to start to have some trouble with the bottom six and with their bottom pairing on defense. So they're right now they're my number six.
2: So we have all, okay. we have the same three teams in different order in the bottom three.
1: Yeah, actually we do. Don't we? Um, yeah. actually no, I don't have Pittsburgh down there. Oh,
3: okay. Where do you have Pittsburgh? And So
1: I will get to there. Um, I have, cause my, my bottom three, my, cause my six team is not New Jersey. <laughs> Uh, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm so. I'm. That's not. 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 Not asleep this week. I apologize. I'm doing a bad job because I just looked at my list. I'm like, yeah, we do. No, I don't. Uh, my sixth team is Carolina. Um, and this is a. This was a tough one too because. I do. I do like the picking up of Anderson. I do think that's going to solidify their goal for the regular season, um, for sure. Um, and and also give them like more of a, a veteran presence back there, which is going to help, like a veteran, a classy veteran presence back there, but. But I just I think that you know as much as I like their top line, which I really like. um, Beyond that, it feels like they've got three line threes to me in a way, and 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 they do a good job at scoring by committee. They do find ways to score. Um, Their defense they revamped it with Cole and Bear, which is not to me the greatest revamping. They they led a couple guys who are younger that I, I.
2: you're missing you're missing a key, a key factor here, Rack. And that's Anthony D'Angelo, because that's the other that's right. that's the random element here. One that I think could you know potentially it could it could okay, it could be a potential boon. It could also be could a be. potential derailment of that of that team if he does what he did uh in New York in Carolina. I hope for his sake that he just wises up and just plays hockey and shuts his mouth. Yeah. But
1: you know it, it's possible, but I'm not like I'm not I'm not I'm gonna wait on that one for now. Um, I'm not quite there yet with them. You know, like I just,
3: think there's with with Carolina. I I think there's not much of a chance of that being a bad situation. I think they're going in with their eyes wide open. I think they've right. already talked about it. Yeah, he's gonna be on a short leash. And yeah, if he comes in and he just plays hockey, and he was the player that he was the season before. Right, the explosion, and I mean they've got a real win there. I mean he he can handle a power play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he's very slick uh, offensively and you know, he can be a poor man's Dougie Hamilton.
2: And, and Yeah, that's a good I, point. I think the atmosphere there, I mean, okay, we know we know the political situation with him. He's in Carolina. That's not New York City. You know, New York City is is a, is a liberal town and North Carolina is more conservative. So his beliefs if he does, you know, does talk about them, won't alienate the the, the fan base there as much as it would alienate them mm-hmm. in New York. But it I, is. I,
1: but, but Raleigh I, Raleigh Durham is not. Well, very I
0: can, tell you, I, I yeah, can that, tell you, there's some people that I know that have canceled their season tickets yes. because of that because of that acquisition. Back really? Yes.
3: Yeah. I, but I don't think that the politics. I mean, we all know that's not what caused. No, no, it's, yeah. this has nothing to do with politics. Yeah.
0: This has everything to do with. What Don Waddell said as far as what he perceived as talking to some teammates and saying he's a really good teammate, if it's true that it was Mark Stahl, Mark Stahl wasn't even on the team with him last year. He was on the team with him before that. Like guess, there's – nobody spoke Tia to was, the Russians.
3: I, I guarantee it wasn't Mark Stahl. I know. That's what the word yeah, was.
0: But nobody spoke <laughs> to the Russians. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they spoke to him where they would get a different opinion. And I don't know. Did they speak to Ke'Andre Miller? I'm not sure they spoke to Ke'Andre Miller either. Like there is other issues here and people are picking that over the politics. Now, okay. All people, but some people I
2: have, I have Carolina at five. So I'll just, I'll just,
1: And I have New Jersey at five. So we can get past yeah. that.
2: So I'll, I'll, I'll just explain it quickly. Good. Um, If as as everybody knows, especially Russ, I was a Freddie Anderson defender in Toronto for his first. Were you,
0: Mike? I don't remember
1: that. Yeah, yeah.
2: I I, want to enlighten you on that fact. I
1: remember. I recall a couple times having that. Okay.
2: But this year, uh, before he got injured, um, he was not playing well in Toronto. There was a, I think there was a slippage in his game. Um, You know, obviously Jack Campbell took advantage of that and played really well. I, the Leafs were not interested at all in re-signing Freddie Anderson, and that speaks volumes. Now, you know maybe that's a failure of that organization. But Antti Ranta, all he's ever done is been injured. Uh, when he's healthy, he's a good goaltender, but uh, he he's more injury prone than Lena Olmark, And Freddie Anderson, if he's healthy, which he should be, um, the question is what he'll do at that key time. And Russ has said that many a time that he doesn't believe he's a clutch goaltender. Um, I, I, I and In the playoffs. That's
0: true. And the regular season, he's good.
2: And the other, the other thing is, I'm waiting for them to pay Andrei Svechnikov, but I don't know whether they will. I, I could see a holdout here, the, 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 because there's always a tug of war between Dundon and players on his team regarding. Now he's a star player. He'll play. He'll pay his star star player. Hopefully, but will it take another offer sheet like it took Sebastian Ajo? I, I hope not. Fair point. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I the one thing about Carolina that's fascinating to me is that you know we look, at least I do, as Freddie Anderson being an upgrade over their goaltending, but their goaltending actually during the regular season was pretty good last year. The yeah. numbers
0: were good. We yeah. just didn't like the players involved. Yeah, but you're right, the numbers were good.
3: So the, so my point is is we're not really quite sure whether or not their goaltending will, will be better. Um Interesting. or not. Um and we really don't. So that's fair. That's why I looked at uh mm. I looked at the Rangers who I had at five. And Washington at three, and Carolina at four. I think those three teams are going to be competing for those final two. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think that's, that's fair. I you look at it, uh, you know, like the Rangers, I really like, uh, you know, because they got so much young talent that you know is going to get better. And and I do like, even though I, I laughed when I heard about Ryan Reeves, uh, I do think that um, you know if you're harder to play against, uh, it, it makes your team better, and it yeah. will be. So. Uh, I think they've made some interesting improvements and I didn't like the Bush uh, trade, but, you know, I guess they had to give up something because, uh, you know, he was going to make what five, six million bucks. Right. Uh, so, and they had to get that. So yeah. I like the Rangers in there at five, but I, you know, I think they could be four. I think, you know those three teams could be separated by three or four points.
1: Yeah, I I that's yeah. I mean the Rangers to me, I mean one thing that people just don't mention enough about the Rangers is they have Gerard Gallant as their coach now, you know, which I
0: Well, they well, they're talking about it, but I mean,
1: I, I I I I like their young talent. I thought the Reeves acquisition was a, was a strong one too, but I also really have a well, firm belief that Gallant i doing
0: my five. So Gallant they're, with they're young
1: up. talent do your five. Yeah, I, I think gallant with young talent is um, is dangerous. I have the Rangers at number two, by the way, but we'll get there.
0: Okay, do, do your five, Russ. My number five is the Philadelphia Flyers, and okay. I'll tell you why. A lot of times when teams try and patchwork what their problems have been for a couple of years, it either works great or it doesn't work at all. Right. I don't know what Carter Hart is this year. You can mm-hmm. tell me that everything I've told you that I really like this kid but he still has trouble on the road and he had a horrible year last year. Those are things that I still, and I don't count the bubble as being on the road because he showed up to the same bubble every day. That is a problem that I don't know that he's overcome yet. So those are two factors there. I don't know where they're making up the points for Jake Borachek either. I get that he's gone and that's a positive in a lot of ways, but it's still not a positive with, with points on the scoreboard. And so yes, they'll get a little bit more from their defense as far as points go, Yes, we're expecting the defense to be better, but again, I don't know how all these guys are going to interact. I don't think it's all a guarantee, and I'm putting the Flyers five.
1: Okay. Okay, Flyers five. Um, so get you uh, Who do you have? A, who do you have at um at uh five, Mike? Then uh,
2: five was five was uh was Carolina.
1: Five was Carolina for you. Okay, so four, Kevin, you've got the, this is where you've got the Capitals, and we talked you just mentioned that talked about right. that. Um, let me, but one more thing about the Capitals. I really, I forgot to mention this division is getting younger and faster exponentially. Like the teams all around the Capitals are all of them. I mean, all of those teams are getting faster and younger. The, the speed to me is, is speed to me is the Capitals issue. That's my issue. Um That's one of the things I want to mention. Um, so who do you okay. have? Uh, so then let's move up to uh Kevin. Uh, who do you have, Mike, at four? Then
2: I I, I have the Capitals at four. Um, I, I think they could challenge mm. a wild card spot. I'm not, again I'm waiting for Sam Sonoff to really take the jump and be a, a an effective NHL goaltender, but they, they 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 got some insurance by getting Vanacek back. Their their defense is is weaker with the trade for Dylan, but if they make it make a deal for a defenseman, then that, that plugs up the hole. I'm wait, I'm still waiting for a resolution of the Kuznetsov situation. I don't think they want him on that roster, but right now with the amount of cap uh, cap hit he is, I don't know whether they can move him. So that's a situation that may play out over the season, but they have some question marks, and that's what the reason why I have him fourth. Um, but I still think with the quality there in Ovechkin, they can challenge for a wild-card spot.
1: Okay. Uh, four is where I have the Penguins, and um, I just – I have, and this, like again, I said, I think you know, honestly, it, it probably was swayed by a little bit by Brian Burke and kind of talking up his team this morning that I heard, <laughs> because that's where we are right now. You know, these teams are all so close that I'm just, I was listening to him, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think that he's got some points there. He's got still got some talent. Um, but I, I, like I said before, I can't. I, I, I think losing Tanav was just horrible. They should not. They should have found a way not to have that happen if they could have. Um, but Burke acted like his contract was too expensive. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. so I mean,
2: well, they didn't, I mean, they're, they they did not have any choice. They really didn't have any choice. They were, they were going to lose somebody that they liked. They liked McCann. Yeah. That's why they traded him to Toronto. They liked, they, they apparently promised Jeff Carter. They were
1: going to, yeah, see, him. that's, that's the issue that I have. Right. So that's, but you know, that we'll get to that. I mean, so um, who do you have it for then, Russ? In the uh, the
0: Rangers. So Rangers, mm-hmm. the loss of Buchnevich is big because even if we're going to give Lafreniere 20 goals, Kako hasn't shown me that he's going to become a goal scorer yet in the NHL. He still has trouble getting space out there. We'll see. Maybe Gallant will unlock that. Uh, Their defense is good. Like, their defense is good. They'll score them Mm -hmm. some points. There's no question Miller will have an uptick for them. Shesterkin's good. Their their gold-heading tandem's good. Their bottom six isn't great. Now, if you want to tell me they're hard to play against, fine. If you're going to tell me now, that Tom Wilson's not going to do anything when the Rangers play because Ryan Reeves is there, I'm going to say you're wrong because he's fought him a few times. And when I looked on hockey fights, the guy who's fought the most um, was actually – there was England and it was – oh, who was the other guy? Hold on. Um, Somebody wouldn't – oh, Brandon Bowling. They must have really hated each other. But my point is this. Yes, will Reeves be out there and possibly get ejected? Going overboard with Tom Wilson? Yes, because it's happened before. Is this making the Rangers better? Because he's going to be out there for nine and a half minutes. And if I'm the Capitals, I tell Wilson, I'm going to give you a little more ice time against the players, Rangers and play with their heads. Because if I have to put Reeves out there for 12 minutes, a guy who scores 15 points a year,
2: yeah.
0: that and and again, Goudreau is a nice player, but he's not scoring 50 points for the Rangers. Their bottom six is still in question on how much they're going to actually score. So that's why I have to put them forward.
2: Yeah, we all we all know what the yeah. we all know what the real deterrent would be if Tom Wilson, you know, if Tom Wilson goes against you know some star player or some young guy on the Rangers, it's not to go after Tom Wilson, it's to go after Carlson, it's to go after Ovechkin or Baxter. Right. You do that,
1: but but to me, guys, this 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 Tom Wilson thing is being blown way out of proportion. I I, I mean when when I talk when I talk to I mean I you know we I talked to Tom Laidlock quite a bit. He's our buddy Kevin does a great podcast mm-hmm. with him. Um, and when when the Tom Wilson thing happened last year, I you know he was obviously ticked off. He's like, no nobody's nobody stood up, no one no one battled. We don't have any tough guys, he said. But that's not new. And he said to me, you know, and Tom's in that Rangers you know alumni group, right. and they're all they're all year they saying this team is soft. This team need this and that was Tom Wilson's thing might have brought it to a head, but this was a situation that goes far beyond Tom Wilson.
2: Well, they're they're clearly. Clearly, it's on the mind of Chris Drury because now yeah. he's made three more than Chris Drury. Let's be yeah, well,
1: yeah, more than Drury. It, it's yeah, it's, it's, Sather, it's all these other people, too, right? right? But it it's James they,
2: probably James Dolan,
1: but,
0: but was, they were
1: too soft. I mean, the reality is that they were, okay, I mean, they were a little too soft, no
0: question. I'm with you, Eck. Now they went too much the other way. Like, why did you even get Jared Tenorti if you were going to get Reeves anyhow? And I remember I said they were going to get Reeves on the show. The only thing I got wrong was I said they were going to sign him. And Mike goes, "Oh no, and they'd have to trade for him." I'm like, "Well, they're, they're going to trade for well, him."
1: It's also getting guys that can play, like Goudreau and Bayes, who are just tougher guys. You know, they're tougher guys too. Sure, they, they, and they and they, they can play. And I think that Bushnevich thing was tough. But but they have they a lot of they have a lot with. of players like Bushnevich, so that's why they made this no, move.
0: They're going to have to play with guys like Hedeau and guys that you know aren't aren't necessarily good at scoring. The other thing is now you're keeping Morgan Barron out of the lineup because you brought in Reeves. And now, so, you know, if you're going to play Rooney at center, you can't even play Barron on wing now because right. you brought Reeves in. Like, again, it is just – this isn't going to make them a playoff team. It will make Ranger fans happier that right. they're harder to play against, but it's still not going to make them a playoff team. Uh,
3: Kevin, here that's, that's the big thing. I mean, the Dolan was at the – at yeah, the, out of this uh, right from the beginning, and it it's because you know he's kind of tapped into the fan base, or at least uh, you know, yeah, um, uh, you know, the businessman fab, fan base, and uh, you know, that's what they complained about, they weren't tough enough. So, I think he'll be happier, they will be harder to play against, but it, it's just going to be the young talent that carries them, Adam Fox and yeah, Lafranier. You know, if they get better, um, uh, then the team will make the playoffs, if they don't, uh, then they won't.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's that's dead on. Um so three, uh, Kevin are you already mentioned that you had the capitals there. Um I I in three had um this is where I put the uh Philadelphia Flyers. That's where I put the Flyers in number three. I um and I really do I, and like I said, I'm going to write an article about the, the return to an Ed Snyder summer. I'm going to call it because <laughs> that's what it was um, after years of the Flyers uh, fan base being frustrated by just, um, <clears throat> you know, not just just like very passive att- attachment, very, very passive reactions to what happened. I think they made a hell. They made some hell of moves. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not a Fletcher. I wasn't a Fletcher fan, but I'm more of a Fletcher's fan now because I think that the defense um they they got rid of a lot of guys. They got rid of a lot of draft picks, but they got rid of guys and draft picks that they legitimately didn't really care about. I mean, the reality was, and and that you can say whether that's right or wrong, but they didn't. You know, they got players. Um, Atkinson for Voracek is a huge win on many levels because yeah. it it definitely not only clears out salary, it gets Giroux away from Voracek, which I I know I've said before, but I think is an important thing to do. The, they're really close and they tend to feed off of negative negativity with each other at times. Um, this puts Cheru back, you know, and Atkinson's just got this good attitude. They bring in all these guys that were captains in the past, you know, in different situations, assistant captains. Um, Ellis is a fire is a fire plug who scores big goals at big times and is the kind of guy that, you know, we haven't had in a while in Philadelphia. So I think, and I and I, you know, although Jones, they could have done better than Jones. I'm not saying they couldn't. I, what I if Warren has a
0: problem? How good do you feel about that goaltending?
1: <clears throat> no, I mean, if listen, if Carter Hart has a problem they're in trouble and that there's no question about it but i do i don't see carter hart having a problem necessarily when he's got now Uh, way more way more experience in front of him to make him because he's the kind of guy who's such a thinker and a mental guy that i think that if he knows that those guys are going to do what they're supposed well, to do in front of him, Carter Hart's a lot better.
2: I, I think the I think the Flyers' defense has improved exponentially. Uh, I I like Ristolainen. I, I don't buy. I don't go along with yeah. the analytics nerds who think he's he's terrible. Some of them don't think he's an NHL defenseman, which just shows how clueless they are sometimes. Ellis was a really good at to to get two top four right hand shot defensemen and give up. I mean, they gave up significant assets, but. You know, they had, you you know, they made, a, it was a really bold move by Chuck Fletcher. And the thing is, I think he had to do that because I think if they didn't do that, he's probably out of a job. At yeah, I end.
1: think, I think, I think the, I think the, the, it came from above that he had to do these kind of things. Um, now,
2: the one area that I think that there's, there's, they're weak at is, is up the middle. I mean, Couturier is one of the best two way centers in the league. Um, you know, Lawton. Uh, is a good three. I think they're going to need Morgan Frost to step into the number two, and I don't know if you know he's very young, so I'm not sure if he can do that. You know, Pat, the whole Nolan Patrick thing is over with now. I'm he's
1: assuming Giroux is not going to play center because I,
2: I think Giroux, win. I think Giroux has played much better on the wing. He has, the but they
1: like to play him at center. So
2: yeah, if they're going to play him at center, then I think you know, okay, maybe you can get away with him as a number two center. He's yeah. a veteran, he's a veteran. In, a veteran and he's savvy enough to do it. And if they don't think Frost is ready, and you know they want to give him, you know, maybe third line or fourth right. line time, that's that's the thing. I just think they're overall improved. I had them third, but the big question with me is Carter Hart, because Martin Jones is not a fallback. The way he's played in San Jose the last three years tells me the best he could be is an adequate backup.
0: And Eck, I do want to answer the chat room asked, um Could Derek Stepan be going to Philly? I, I've heard rumblings he could be. Yeah.
1: Okay. So while we're here, I want to jump to Kevin's first pick because I think that since we're talking about the Flyers, Kevin put the Flyers on num- uh, at the top. Explain. I Kevin.
3: Yeah, I mean, I did that just based on the fact it's interesting. You said you weren't a big fan of Chuck Fletcher because I wasn't either. I I, I don't uh, uh, to me, he's not aggressive enough. Yeah. Uh, and um, at this time he was he landed three defensemen who have all been uh, top pairing defensemen. Yes. and uh yeah. i know russ is worried about it seeming like patchwork i think that's valid but i don't see that happening you know they got a good two-way guy in ryan Ellis who kind of knows his uh function um you know a really good one-on-one defender when he defends, he reminds me um now i've lost uh, the, the the, the guy that was on the Devils for so many years, and then went to the Red Wings.
2: Uh, oh, Raffael right Rafalski.
3: Yeah, he he defends one on one like Rafalski. Yeah. Um, and and he's good offensively as well. Um, really moves the puck and he handles, as I said, is a good power play guy. And Rusty Lane is better than people thought he was. And he's a big body. Yeah. Um, and that 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 makes a difference. And um, I I think Atkinson is a better player than Borachuk. I, I know Russ yeah. thinks that he's not as good a playmaker. But he is a really consistent. No, he's coach. a good player. There's no question. Yeah, I, I just think he's a better all-round player. He kills penalties. You know. Yeah. So I, I I don't think they lose anything there. My only concern was Martin is Martin Jones. I, I don't understand yeah. that at all. Like uh, you know, the guy struggled for three years. Yeah. Uh, so of all the goalies that were out there, that's the one you thought should should back up Carter Hart. But, yeah, I agree. You know, I I still believe Carter Hart is is very very talented, and there's always some. Surprise in every division every year, and I just think yeah that maybe the Flyers will be the one that'll move up. I really wanted to put the Islanders there, and I thought about it for a while, but you know, a lot of the things I think the Islanders are going to do, they haven't done yet.
1: That's the uh, that's so, tough. So yeah, I'll, I'll yeah
3: leave it <laughs> right, right. Uh, and I I think some things he's already done and isn't he being Lamarilla has already done and hasn't announced them yet. That's my that's I'm, true. I've got I, to, I have to do my three. I haven't done my three. Yeah, do your three. Go ahead. And best. But, but I got, let me just finish my two. Yeah, finish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Islanders, yeah. Islanders, Islanders at, uh, yeah. Who, I, you know, I still just love this Islanders team. Like, yeah. even given up Nick Letty, um, who was their offensive defenseman back there. But, you know, I like – you know, I think it's the perfect team for Barry Trotz to coach. Their goaltending is so good. <laughs> you've got two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, their offense is going to get better here. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to re sign Paul Mary. That's one of the guys I think already been signed and yeah. announced yet. But, um, and Anders Lee will be healthy again next year. Yes. So. I you know I, I like this team quite a bit and uh, I think maybe this is the year they have an excellent regular season too. Yeah
2: I, yeah, I mean it's it's the I mean I had the Islanders first, the Rangers second, and Philadelphia third. And the reason I had the Islanders first is because I know that these moves are going to happen. I mean I'm assuming Parise is going to get signed by them, and if he's on a third line, uh, I mean I believe that uh, Sazikas is going to get re-signed, and and obviously Paul Mary is going to be re-signed and with all three of those and Lee coming back. Uh, and the and and your favorite goaltenders, Ilya Sorokin, along with uh, uh, Varlamov, you know, maybe maybe I'm cursing them. I'm sure NL King, our friend on Twitter, will probably say I'm cursing the Islanders mm-hmm. by picking them to finish first. Like you picked uh, somebody uh, yesterday uh, to, to finish first, but uh, I I think they're the most solid team in the division. They have the least question marks, uh, and if they, you know, unless there's an offer sheet or something like that, and they get Beauvilliers signed. Mm-hmm then I think then you know they're, they're pretty much the best and most complete in the division.
0: So yeah. my three my three is the Capitals. I think okay. people forget Connor McMichael will be in their lineup this year. The only reason he wasn't in their lineup last year was because of COVID and then it kind of threw his season off where they were going to do with him, where they were going to put him. This kid can play. He's gonna he's gonna be up up for the Calder. He'll be that good.
1: Okay, that's and good he, to know.
0: And that's a big thing for them. They yeah. Also, Ilya Samsonov with all the stuff, with the ATP. We have not seen the right Ilya Samsonov yet, and I think we will this year. Now, if we don't, Vanacek's there. so they do I have really a,
1: like Vanacek a lot. I, I think getting are, back a is solid
0: good. guy behind him, but I do think we'll see a good Vanacek, a, a good uh, Samsonov. So so there's those two things. Second, I have Carolina. I, Freddie yeah. Anderson will get them through the regular season. He will. And that's what he does. And they aren't as good as they were before. And I don't know if they'll go as far in the playoffs unless they do moves at the deadline, but because they really are going to suffer on from the push on the blue line. That is where they're going to suffer point-wise. Yeah. They're tough on the blue line, hard to play against, but all of a sudden they lost a lot of offense and potential offense on the blue line. So that's why I have them second. I do have the Islanders first. I, you know, We know these moves are going to happen, but even if I was just going with the team as they are today – they still have young guys they could bring up and put in if they had to. They're not going to lose Beauvilliers or any of those other guys Mike was talking about. They're not going to lose them. Sorokin is going to be better. They will have a new, a new place to play in eventually by November. The fans will be crazy. A lot of things will be going right for the Islanders, so it would be hard for me not to pick them.
1: Uh, yeah, let's talk about the Islanders for a second now that we've gone through because the Islanders are uh, my uh, number one too. Um, and, and so the, the the talk about the Islanders for a second and these picks that haven't happened, Kevin. <laughs> these yeah. things that haven't happened, I think they're worthy to discuss. I mean, because somebody said to me today, oh, do you think I got I got a you know a question? Hey, does um is it possible that the, Le- that the Maple Leafs could go out and get Palmieri? It'd be a good fit for them. He kind of like feels like the Zach Hyman thing, and I'm like, well, we haven't heard a single rumor about Palmieri to anywhere but the Islanders. Yeah, I
3: think, I think Palmieri is signed. I think it's in the drawer. Yeah. yeah. I think all those three are in the drawer and I yeah.
1: think I reason, do too but why what know, is what is that come like come in well, the past there was a time when this happened years ago in New Jersey I,
0: I'll tell
1: you what I'll tell
2: you what's going to happen. You're going to get a press release at 501 on Friday. Yeah, with all three of them signing.
1: But what's the right. benefit of that? Cuz these are, this is all this is all positive
2: news. You don't put out That's positive what? news on a
1: Friday it's at 5. True.
2: That's a typical Lou thing. He's gonna, he's you know, like a it's not about the individuals, it's about the team.
1: I know, but that's not when you put out a I think like, there's
3: two of them signed, and the third is not, and he doesn't want the third one to know what he's got going. And, ah, there's there that. that's fair, that. yeah. That's, that's Lou. That's <laughs> Lou.
1: Or or Tarasenko is somehow in this picture, and we just don't know. That's the other thing. I don't think
0: I don't think he's in the picture. For
1: I him. don't think Tarasenko fits. That's, I don't think so either, but we like we said, Lou has this thing for, like, you know, the old Russians and stuff like that.
0: I think Lou could – not Lou. I think uh, Tarasenko could still up, end up in the metro area, but he's not going to be with the Islanders. Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think – I know New Jersey has talked to him. I
2: And his buddy Artemi in uh, in New York, maybe. Yeah, I, I think I New Jersey
0: – there is something about New Jersey with that. They have the space – they do need the offense as we, you know, it all detailed.
1: Yeah. I'm not convinced that Parise is is set is set in the island either. That's the one player I would say. I'm
0: convinced he's
1: set. Um, you know, possibly. From what I've heard that there's two offers. There's one from the Devils and one from the Islanders, and they're waiting on what's gonna happen, right? So Maybe he is set or maybe Lou's just not letting the devils know what's happening.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure he's not going to help out Josh Harris. That didn't end well. Oh no, so. for
1: sure. But you know, maybe he's saying you can't, you're not allowed to tell the devils anything yet, or I don't know, but so you think that's how it's playing out, Kevin? You think that's what's going on?
3: Well, I, you know, that's just a guess, but I, you know, I, there has to be some strategy to it. I, I don't think yeah. he's holding the information just to hold the information. I think he's, um, negotiating with someone, and he doesn't yeah. want you know, other people to know where he's at in his cap, and you know, right, something like that. That's more of blue Like, I, I, he never gives media relations any thought whatsoever. No, so I, um, you know, that's why what, I don't think it's really that. I
1: think what, it's- how is he the only one only, of all these GMs, the only one who is able to do this? Like, he's able he to like-
0: these players personally, right?
3: Yeah, no, that's right. Well, Steve Arzaman can do it too, so that's true. Yeah, he's- oh, by, by
2: the way, I, I have to I have to say I really like the it's a it's a small I, I'm going to start calling the uh, the Detroit franchise the Detroit Lightning because I like the Mitchell Stevens deal. He's he's a really talented kid who didn't get a lot of an a oppor- lot of opportunity like Adam Ernie in, in Tampa, and I think he'll get he'll get ice time, and I think he'll thrive in Detroit.
3: Yeah, well, right now yeah. I would say he's. Pencil in as Glenn Dennings' replacement, but I think he has the opportunity to move up.
0: He's a good skater. There's things he could do. I like Mitchell Stevens. Always The yeah, so. big news
3: in Detroit, by the way, was that Larkin skated yesterday. Um, okay, and yeah, yeah. which uh, no one had uh, seen him skate. Nobody knew what was going on. And uh, Eisenman said he's optimistic that he'll start the season. And uh, uh, you know that's that's pretty good news. And when you add in highest Suter, which was another good signing, but yeah. really good. In Detroit, really good. Um, you know, suddenly they, they look like they've got two scoring lines now. So.
2: Well, act you brought up the uh, the the Leafs and the, their wing pursuit. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm not sure if it's a wing pursuit or just a forward pursuit because they have the flexibility of either moving Alex Kerfoot yep. to the wing and then getting signing a center or or keeping Kerfoot as the third line center and signing a winger. There's you know, I've heard you know Nick Ritchie's name being mentioned, Thomas mm-hmm. Tatar's name being mention, mentioned. But the one thing I did look in looking at and write about this in a little bit, the one thing I they have. Supposedly, a block of three to three and a half million dollars that they've reserved to add a top six forward. I believe what they're doing is they're looking at teams that are up against the cap. Uh, that they you know that they would be the safety valve for the, or those teams to trade a player like Vegas and Riley Smith for example. I'm not saying that that's the rumor but a player like that they could take that player on trade somebody else out in that deal and that would be the guy who would replace Hyman at least on a short-term basis. Um, so I think something there's something something in the air there and I, it, it, it'll be something of course that we don't expect but I think that that's that's what's happening.
1: Interesting. Did you guys hear about the, uh, in Vegas, which is kind of, did you guys hear about that? I was trying to find the details of it that Vegas turned down a nickel trade. Um,
0: I have not heard that. Yeah. Well, that, let's that,
1: uh, let's say, I'm that. trying to find the exact details. Somebody wrote a, a, a really reputable writer wrote about this, that there was a, there was a deal made.
0: I, I
2: didn't see that, but if you, and I was on the media call with, uh, with Kevin Adams yesterday, if you see, saw what Kevin Adams said, um, to say that he's not under any pressure is ludicrous. Of course, he's under pressure now. You know, he's not gonna, he cannot do this organization, cannot do the Ryan O'Reilly deal over again. They, you know, you could, you, yeah, Kim, that's a big thing. Kim and Terry Pagula will be, even though they own the bills, would be run out of this town on a, ra- on a rail if they, if they do that again. They have to get at least three assets for Jack Eichel. And the question is, with his health questions, I don't know how they do that. I th- I keep coming back to it. I think he's staying. I think he's going to have the surgery. I think he's going to have to play in Buffalo and prove he's healthy before any team is going to pony up three or four prospects for him.
0: That's just reality. I mean, the Rangers are close, Mike. And I was going to say this because there's a question in the chat room. If, if I didn't get Reeves, who would I want to give like a third round or or, or worse, you know, like a four-fifth or a 6-4, of somebody who was available. And I would have done what Iserman did because if I think – this is me. If I think Chris Drury is making this trade for Eichel and they lose Zivanejad or Strom and they'll lose one of them, Mm -hmm. Mitchell Stevens would have been a hell of a guy to bring in for a six-round pick to play 3C or 4C for them and – that's you know because again Rooney is not a great center he's 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 a good penalty killer mm. I'd rather play him on the wing or not play him at all really but that's fine I play him on the wing because he's a good penalty killer but Mitchell Stevens would have been a great pickup for them but they got harder to play against so who am I to say
2: yeah but to say I I think Kevin Adams is in the same position that Joe Sackick was when he was making the Matt Duchesne deal. He's going to have to be patient and wait and wait and wait until he gets the offer that he gets the, the, uh, the offer that he wants. And if he doesn't do that, if he, if he, if he succumbs to the pressure and gives and gives up Eichel a top line center for a return, that's not top line center money. He'll get excoriated in Buffalo. They have to make a good deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, all right, well, that's all the time we have for today. We will get into this more. I'm trying to find the name of that. I I, I did get someone's, I'm trying to find what who it was. It was a, one of their big prospects that, that Vegas just was not willing to go. It, let it go. Krebs.
2: It's
0: Peyton, well, it's Peyton Krebs. Krebs, that's their best.
1: Yeah, that was the guy, right? That, the that was the guy, problem. yeah, for sure. Um You're
0: not the only one. The, I know, I'm just kidding. No, but
1: he's the guy that they were not willing to let go in this deal. And they can't,
0: um, they cannot afford to let him go.
1: Yep, yep. All right, um, that's all the time we have for today. Folks, uh, remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us. And thank you for making predictions, which I know you hate to do. (laughs) Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Uh Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting?
0: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never
0: win and tell.